1: Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. This was the 27th game of the season for WBU. It was in Ames, Iowa against the Iowa State Cyclones. The one and only time they're going to play Iowa State this season. And all the signs were there for West Virginia to get roughed up. 17 and a half point underdog, that kind of fluctuated. Iowa State coming off of a loss, playing at home where they haven't lost. West Virginia hasn't won on the road this season. That all shapes up for an L. And it was an L. But props to the guys for hanging in on this one. They were down 10 at the half, started out hot early. Iowa State up 10. And West Virginia could have followed the script from the Texas road game, from the TCU road game. Did not do that. This team hung in. Kobe Johnson, probably best Big 12 game of the season. I mean, attacking, shot a three and made it. Great feed by Jesse for a Kobe Johnson dunk in the half court. Like, really good Kobe minutes today. Ball movement was good for the most part. You know, you can't give it an A+, but definitely didn't get stuck for the most part. With one guy, ball was moving around, Jesse was solid defensively, getting blocks, getting steals, and Josh Eilert has really shrunk the rotation. Seth Wilson's still not with the team. So right now it's your starters, Josiah and Noah. And there was like a, a some spot pat minutes. So you're really playing seven now. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. And the switching of defenses, definitely an empty the foul cabinet move. Nice to see, was effective in spots in this game and kept West Virginia in this one. And they were down 10, but fought back and took a one-point lead with nine minutes left on that Kobe Johnson three. So West Virginia up one in the Hilton Coliseum, nine minutes left. Now, did they... Go scoreless for the next six minutes. <laughs> yes, they in fact did do that, and yet they still only lose by seven. Quinn Slezinski with a rough thirty-eight minutes. Once Iowa State had kind of put it away, it was Quinn Slezenski time, and he scored eight of his eleven points in the last two minutes. Um, so not not perfect. Twenty-two turnovers. Kerr was sloppy with it. Lots of turnovers from Kerr. Raekwon was doing his drive into three or four guys to see what happens. And that typically was something bad. Uh, Iowa State got 12 offensive rebounds. West Virginia only had six. I mean, this, it was all I can ask for for a road game, period, is for West Virginia to be competitive in the second half. And you couldn't say that on the last road trip at any point. And this game, West Virginia hung in for, so let's say for 31 minutes, they were in this one. And then the last nine was, was a problem, but it was, it was a fun game to watch. Are they gelling? I don't know. Is it better with a limited rotation? Absolutely uh do you still think do you still see things that kind of blow your mind 100% and West Virginia remains winless outside of Morgantown they still haven't won 2 games in a row and they've got really at least 5 games left for regular season and the first round of the Big 12 tournament that feels like it's kind of locking in doesn't it it's West Virginia it's central florida it's cincinnati And it's Oklahoma State. That's your first day matchups most likely in some order. Maybe Kansas State sneaks in there. But we've got three of the four. Feel very confident. Shout out to Oklahoma State for playing Oklahoma into overtime. But it's Central Florida, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia for sure. And another team. All that to say, you got at least five games to try to win two in a row. For the first time. And I don't, it doesn't look promising. And West Virginia is now two losses away from their third 20 loss season in my lifetime. And I'm going to cringe for this one. It's the second time in the last six seasons. If they, and they, listen, they have 18 losses and they have two road games left and a definite loss in the Big 12 tournament. So you're losing the big 12 tournament. That's 19 to avoid a 20 loss season. They've got to win their last four. And again, two of those games are not in the Coliseum. So we're, we're going for three 20 loss seasons in 40 plus years, which that's not great. And we're one game closer to the end of this season. And we're here. Like, I'm not going to do it on the podcast, but ESPN, they've done their coaching candidates list for who, who's going to get the permanent job next. USA Today gave, their, USA today gave theirs. Next month's going to be wild. Um, and that will come, but we're here now. And all you can ask for in that is because the women were playing at the same time and the guys were on the clock today. As far as I'm This is a WVU men's basketball podcast. I'm hanging with them today until I thought it was out of reach. And I got all the way to the last TV timeout. So props to West Virginia. I did not have that in the cards. I thought it was going to be way earlier than that. So shout out for a a solid road performance for this group. What if this was a WVU women's basketball podcast? Hello! From the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University women's basketball. I'm Josh Witt. This was WVU's 27th game of the season. It was against the Baylor Bears. And West Virginia had revenge on their minds. They're 22-4. and four. I mean, what more could you ask from a first-year head coach who replaced a one-year head coach? Mark Kellogg getting it done. West Virginia ranked 22nd in the AP poll. Won their first 13 games. Lost two in a row. Win seven in a row. Lose at said Baylor. The following Saturday, beat Big 12 leader Oklahoma for their best win of the season. Lost Wednesday to Kansas State, number 10 Kansas State in overtime in a really good game. And so they come back to Morgantown today to play Baylor. And you know what this team does every game. They play full court defense. They create a bunch of turnovers every game. Four players are averaging over 2 steals a game. JJ Quinnerly is playing for her third different head coach. So she started with Mike Carey Stuck around for Coach P, the Coach P experience last year. Mark Kellogg, Mark Kellogg comes to town. JJ Quinterly, once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer. You got to give her that. Three coaches in three years, and she's still here. Shout out to JJ Quinterly. She's averaging close to twenty a game. Jordan Harrison came with Coach Kellogg from Stephen F. Austin. She's averaging almost six assists a game. For the guys. In March, it's a cliche, but it's, it's guard play. And I'm not as familiar with the women's game, but if it's about guard play, then West Virginia's got two great guards in Quinterly and Harrison. And I'm going to say it, it's, basketball is basketball, and March is March. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's going to translate well for West Virginia in the postseason. And we're almost there. We're at two more games than the Big 12 tournament, than the NCAA tournament. And West Virginia is going to make the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row for a second different head coach. And the women were playing the same time as the men again. Both games started at 2 p.m. It's the sixth Saturday in the Big 12 schedule where the WVU women and the WVU men were starting their games at the exact same time. There's windows to this, right? The, like the 12P, the 1P, Eastern, 12 Central. There's so many hours. You can go to 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Just look at a clock and look at the numbers on the clock. And if one game is at one number... Is it that hard to have the other game at another number on the clock even if it's an hour apart? That boggles my mind. Like what who does it serve to have the men and women playing at the same time? It doesn't serve the women. It's I don't like it. I, I mean, one weekend we had BYU playing West Virginia uh in Provo for the women and in Morgantown for the men at the same time that's really dumb in my opinion how many times has this happened i'm i'm new to this this is my first season of doing unreasonable doubt a podcast about wvu women's basketball so i, I don't i don't have the history on this like once okay coincidence twice eh six times do better big 12 and if it's not at the conference level uh, if it's not at the conference level Big 12 teams do better. Just I can we all can look at clocks and see numbers and I would say the numbers 12 to 9 are in play. So 12 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9. So it's actually 10 different times if you're going to start at the top of the hour to choose from Women pick one number, men can play the same day, different number. That's really annoying. Anyways, I'm checking. I didn't get to watch this whole game. I tuned in with two minutes to go in the game. And the women have cut it to six with two minutes left. I had been watching the scoreboard. They had a bad third quarter. Baylor was up double digits in the fourth. But when I turned it on... The lead has been cut to six. And then I see Baylor immediately turn it over. Refs have to look at the monitor to confirm, but it's WVU ball down six. Get the ball. Harrison drives, lay up. West Virginia down four. Baylor, like, in immediately throws the ball away. West Virginia ball. They get it to Quinterly. She drives and scores. West Virginia down two. Baylor trying to get it over half court. They can't do it in 10 10 seconds. Coliseum gets loud. Another turnover. And then West Virginia gets the ball, uh, and Quinterly gets the ball on the wing and says, I'm shooting it. Swish. That's her 33rd point of the game. That's a career high for her, and West Virginia is up one with a minute left. Baylor, on their position, uh they miss the shot. The ball goes out of bounds. Refs go back to the monitor. WVU ball. I like Coach Kellogg. I like everybody involved with this group. They're having a fantastic season. This offensive possession, if you pointed to something on why they lose, I'd point to this important possession where West Virginia's up one. They're dribbling the ball down. Baylor's not fouling. When do you? <laughs> When do you start running offense? When do you run the play? Typically, you see it 10 seconds, maybe a little bit sooner than that. Quinterly's got it close to half court with eight seconds left before they start running offense. That offense is bad offense. It looked rushed. It ends with Harrison shooting a running jump shot. Didn't get it off in time. Shot clock violation. And guess what? The refs had to go to the monitor. I mean, it's unbelievable. In two minutes of me watching a basketball game, West Virginia scored seven points. The refs had went to the monitor three times. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. But they've the 16 seconds left. Baylor has the ball. And guess what they do? They throw it away. Another turnover for Baylor. Eight seconds left. West Virginia up one. They call timeout that means they get the ball on their side of the court, so side sideline out of bounds. And the game it's West Virginia's up 1. There's 8 seconds left. So it's not in the bag, but you got to get the ball in bounds. Baylor's going to foul and then you got to make free throws. And make one, make two, and then and then roll the dice on on getting a Baylor stop, which in the two minutes I've watched, they only got one attempt at the basket. The rest of their possessions were turnovers. So you you run your chances, and you, and you, you feel pretty good about those chances. Oh. And in West Virginia, oh, my gosh. I got to say this out loud. If you didn't watch this, I, I have to say this. Um, oh. Quinterly is open, running away from the basket in the Baylor's side of the court good pass to quinterly from out of bounds and he and she fumbles it like i don't know a good way bobbles it bobbles it ball bounces off her knee and and so then what can happen if the ball bounces off your knee most likely and you're close to the sideline then it rolls out of bounds right not this one not this fumble stays in bounds Baylor player gets the ball in the corner, drives to the basket like a crazy person. J.J. Quinterly, going twice as fast, trying to recover, fouls the Baylor player really hard, and to ensure that the Baylor player doesn't make a basket, she almost made the basket. I mean, it was was on the rim. It felt like a one Mississippi where it was sitting on top of the rim. You even hear ladies yell, and one. Doesn't go in. Uh, Baylor player is holding her neck. Uh, (laughs) The trainer has to come out. You know what the refs have to do in this situation. They got to go to the monitor. Uh, But because the shooter had to leave the game because a trainer came out, then Baylor got to choose who shot the free throws. Obviously, they picked their best free throw shooter. That player makes two. West Virginia down one. 4 seconds left and um and Harrison who was almost in the exact same scenario in the Kansas State game got the basket this time she gets blocked West Virginia loses by one and you throw up in your mouth I don't I'm sorry I didn't prepare you for that statement but you do you're like oh I I think I'm sick oh I catch it it was it was that it was a really bad ending to a basketball game <laughs> I mean, Uh, I, it just, a a gut punch game. Does that change how I feel about this team in the postseason? It does not. Is this the first time there was a crazy ending to a WVU women's game this season? It was not, but let's be clear. I watched for two minutes today. I saw West Virginia score seven straight to take the lead. I saw four Baylor turnovers. I saw four trips to the monitors from the referees. I saw one play that makes you really think hard that West Virginia University sports are cursed. One stunned Coliseum crowd. And one gut punch loss. And that's a lot of numbers to throw at you, but that's what what happened. And it all happened within two minutes of gameplay. Unreasonable Doubt is under the Smoking Musket umbrella. Have you been on the Smoking Musket Discord? There's a link to the Discord in the show notes. You click on that, you enter the Smoking Musket Discord, and it's got channels, like TV. But these channels is where you type stuff in, and people who are in the Discord can read what you type in. And it can be about WVU basketball, WVU football, the other sports, Sports outside of college, television, movies, degenerate gambling, just name and channels. All sorts of good stuff in the Smoking Musket Discord. It's definitely a cool place to interact with other WVU fans. Click on the link. Check it out. Go to smokingmusket.com. Listen to West by Pod. Do all the things under the Smoking Musket umbrella. Smoking Musket. The next game for WVU is Monday, 7 p.m., ESPN2, another road game. West Virginia goes to Manhattan, Kansas to play the Kansas State Wildcats. Kansas State has lost 7 of 9. Their wins are against Kansas, and they beat BYU today by 10 at home. So they've hit a rough patch, but they're playing at home, and West Virginia's not. I mean, this mixing the zone in a bunch, if Kansas State can struggle with threes, and West Virginia just hang in with getting some defensive rebounds, and Quinn has a bounce-back game, and Raekwon has a bounce-back game, they still... Where's it at? Where's the game at? Oh. Ugh. We'll see what happens. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Overcast Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2023-2024 season, they have nine wins and they have 18 losses.